Hello and welcome. My name is Jackie Lindahl and this is the Fit Like a Girl podcast. I am a mom, wife, an avid coffee drinker and weightlifter as well as a personal trainer and I own my own company called Fit Like a Girl Personal Training. In this podcast, I will help you reach your weight loss and fitness goals with no BS advice, cutting through all the myths and the crap that is out there so that you feel empowered and confident in reaching your goals. Along with fitness and health, I will also talk about many other subjects like mom stuff, life stuff, business, money, and so much more. So grab a coffee or put on your headphones and go for a walk and let's chat. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Like a Girl podcast. My name is Jackie Lindahl. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode number six of the Fit Like a Girl podcast. And if you've been following along with the podcast, uh, you'll probably notice that there's a couple week gap between episode five and episode number six. We have just had so much going on over the past few, past couple of weeks, really. Um, we sold our house, which if you follow me on Instagram or something like that, you've probably seen that we've been working on selling our house over the past month. So our house is officially sold and we are out of there. Um, then we kind of had a, uh, I guess really quick, um, direction change. We were, we were originally going to be renting, uh, for a little while while we searched for a new place to buy, but then we ended up finding a place that we're really interested in. So we're in the process of, getting, um, everything lined up for that. So fingers crossed that everything goes well and we can take possession of this place and it will officially be ours. Uh, so temporarily I am staying at my mommy's house. So thank you to my parents for being so generous and kind enough to let us basically take over their lives and take over their house over the next little bit while we get this new house sorted out. Um, yeah, so we've just had a lot going on and a big direction change. So, Either way, I am back. I am here. The podcast is here. Um, let's get on to our topic here. For today's topic, I wanted to talk about signs of progress that you might not think about in your fitness journey, your weight loss journey, whatever it is. Signs of progress that you might not think about that have actually nothing to do with the scale. Most people associate fitness progress or weight loss progress or fitness journey progress to only be associated with the scale. If the scale is moving, that means that you're making progress. If the scale is not moving, that means that you're not making progress. And frustration can arise when you are solely looking at the scale as a means of progress or a measurement of progress, because unfortunately the scale is something that we can't control. We can control our consistency and we can control everything else, but we can't really control how fast the scale moves, when the scale moves, or if there's any fluctuations with the scale. That's unfortunately something that's really out of our control. And when we get so wrapped up in the scale and if it's moving, if it's not moving, if it's going up, if it's going down, we forget about other means of progress that, you know, we don't really think about all we think about is just the scale and we forget it, that there are other means of progress that we can take a look at. And it's not that the scale is bad. I want to preface this whole podcast by saying this, the scale isn't a bad tool, but I don't think it's the only tool to measure your weight loss progress. It's 
something that people put entirely too much emphasis on that they completely forget about any other means or measurements of progress because all they're focusing on is the scale. That is the problem that I have is when people are 100% just all about the scale, doesn't matter if anything else is progressing. All I care about is that number on the scale moving. And what we need to remember is that the scale is one tool, one single tool among many other tools that measure progress. And that's what I wanted to talk about today is other measures of progress that you can use along with the scale to see how you're doing in your fitness journey. I do use the scale. It's not that the scale is something that you shouldn't use. I use the scale and so do most of my clients. And as a coach, I also use other measures of progress, not just the scale. And today, those are the things that I'm going to go over is other things that I like to use with my clients and have my clients keep track of and remember along with the scale to see how they're progressing. So let's get started. There's 10 of these. We're going to go through the whole list. I'm going to talk about each one in a little bit of detail as we go along so that you can use these as tools for your own journey and measuring your own progress. So number one, progress photos. So yes, I'm bringing in the big guns, the big one, nice and early, the pictures of you in your underwear that you're going to post all over the internet. I'm just kidding. You're not going to post them on the internet. You're going to keep them to yourself. If you want to share them by all means, do what you got to do. But if you want to just keep them to yourself, that's fine too. But anyways, progress photos, in my opinion, is one of the best ways to measure your progress because progress photos show an objective that the scale doesn't show. It will show fat loss. It will show muscle gains. It will show fat loss in places that you might not even think of. Like I remember when I had, I was working with a previous client and she took her progress photos and she was like, wow, I never noticed my face shape has been changing because she's been losing fat and the shape of her face had started to change. She's like, I can see that I have a jawbone now and my double chin is gone and stuff like that. And that is a huge marker of progress. And yeah, the scale for her wasn't budging a lot, but she was obviously clearly losing body fat and losing inches just based on looking at her face alone. Yeah. Like I said, they're super helpful to see. You can see muscle gains. You can see fat loss. You can also see things like posture changes. You'll notice in your progress as you're strengthening, especially your back muscles and your core muscles in your progress photos, you're probably going to just naturally stand up straighter. You'll also see your clothes fitting better as you check your progress photos, hopefully in the same outfit or similar outfit. Every time that you use the, every time that you take your progress photos, you'll see that the clothes are fitting differently, fitting better. Maybe they're looser. So yes, progress photos. I cannot put enough emphasis on it. I make all of my clients take progress photos. It is a mandatory thing that they have to do because it's that objective that you're not going to see when you look in the mirror every single day. So the best way to take progress photos is you do them every four weeks. Okay. So you're doing them about once a month to see those changes. You want to wear the same clothes or similar clothes every time. Now you don't have to take pictures of them. You don't have to take your progress photos in your underwear. A lot of people think, do I have to be naked? Do I have to wear the, you know, do I have to just do underwear? No, but you want to wear form fitting clothing, like a form fitting tank top or a form fitting tight shirt so that you can see changes that, um, are a little bit easier to see. And same thing with 
bottoms, you want to wear ideally like a pair of shorts that are form fitting so that you can see sports bra and shorts are also super acceptable. Um, or if you're a male listening to this, just without a shirt and shorts are totally fine as well. Um, and you want to take them from three different views from your front, from the side and from the back. Why three different views? Because you're going to lose body fat and gain muscle in different places. You're not going to be able to see that you're losing bra fat on your back if you're just looking at your front. So three different views, front, side, and back, and then comparing them every four weeks. And then the other thing that I want to talk about is lighting. You want to make sure that you're in a bright location in your house or wherever you take them so that you can get good lighting. I've had people take really bad progress photos where they're like, lighting is terrible in the room and you can only see like half their body is lit up and the other half is in a shadow and it just, you can't see. So you want to ideally be where the lighting is like facing you head on and taking the photos from all three sides. The other thing is taking them at similar times of day. So you don't want to one day take them before you eat breakfast. And then the next time you take them, you're taking them after you've had supper and you've been eating all day, take them around the same time. Ideally kind of like when you do your weigh-ins in the morning, before you've had food, three quick photos, you use the selfie timer on your camera, super easy to do by yourself. So progress photos, cannot put enough emphasis on them, use them, do them every four weeks. They are great. And they show so many things that the scale doesn't show. Number two is measurements. So related to progress photos in that they reflect fat loss, muscle gains, things like that, that the scale doesn't show, but it's a little bit more, um, subjective in that you are comparing numbers, right? Sometimes when it comes to progress photos, everybody's their own worst critic and they look at their photos and they just think, I don't see a difference. I've had so many clients where I can see an obvious glaring, huge difference, but because everybody's their own worst critic, they look at the progress photos and they're like, I don't see shit. I don't see anything moving or changing. And measurements on the other hand, don't lie. So with measurements, um, you want to do them again around the same time that you do progress photos about every four to six weeks. Some people will say you could do them every two to three weeks. If you want to, you could, um, but also every four weeks is fine. And you can do measurements everywhere. Like I've seen people do measurements of, you know, their bicep, their forearm, their calf, their thigh, their knees, everything around their neck. Um, and you could do that if you want to. The main points that I like people to do measurements would be around their chest with their arms raised. So raise up your arms and go underneath your chest. For women, you want to go right around the boob area, um, right along really like the nipple line. Next one is your abdomen. So around your waist. So there's a little bit of discretion. The main thing when it comes to measuring is that you want to measure the same place every time. So if you measure at the tiniest part of your waist, that's fine. Just make sure that when you go to do it, that you measure in the same spot. Some people, when they measure their stomach, they measure around their belly button or just below their belly button. That's fine as well. Just making sure that you're using the same measurement each time. You're not switching back and forth because that will skew the numbers. Around next one is around the hips. So right around the biggest part of your butt and the widest part of your hips. And then extras that you could do would be like arms. If you wanted to, you know, track your bicep gains or around your thighs, you could do each individual thigh. That was something that I did after my knee surgery was do each individual thighs just because I had an imbalance issue with my muscle gains. So I 
use that as a measurement after my ACL surgery to see how my progress was coming along in each individual leg. So again, measurements, super great. They are very subjective, just really making sure that you are using the same spots and the same measurements and ideally the same measuring tape each time that you do them so that you can get as accurate of a reading as possible. If you're using different measuring tapes and you're not really doing it in the same spot, it can be definitely skew the numbers a little bit and they're not as accurate. So just keeping those things in mind and again, doing them anywhere from every four to six weeks, or if you want to do every two to three weeks, you can do that as well. Number three is how your clothes are fitting. So this goes along with measurements where, you know, your clothes don't lie. If you have a pair of jeans that are kind of tight on you and then you notice after a while, okay, they're fitting a little bit looser. I can get them done out. Or you have a dress that you've been trying to zip up and it's not, you know, as you go along, you get closer and closer to zipping it up. That is a huge measurement of progress. And again, even if the scale's not moving, but you're able to put on a pair of pants and zip them up that you couldn't put on two months ago, you've made progress. There's clearly progress been had there. Same thing with muscle gains. If you're wanting to, you know, fill out your pants a little bit better. So you've been lifting weights and trying to add muscle to your lower half. If you're finding, wow, okay, I can actually, you know, fit into these jeans a little bit better. They're not as loose around the butt and the thighs as they used to be. That's progress. So something that, um, might want to think about is just over time. How are my clothes fitting? Do I fit into my t-shirts better? Are they looser? Are they tighter? That's a great way to really another subjective or non-subjective way of being able to, um, measure your progress. And number four is consistency tracking. So if you listen to, I think it was episode number three was my consistency episode. Um, a huge measure of progress that no one thinks about is how consistent they've been. And like, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of people struggle with consistency. And I talked all about this in my previous episode that, you know, it's this whole on again, off again, they feel like they can't stick to anything long-term and they're really struggling with, getting, you know, more than three weeks of consistency with their workouts and their nutrition. So if you've started something new, like, a, you know, you've started working out, you started eating better, making some small changes to your nutrition, whatever it is that you're doing. And for the past eight weeks, you're hitting those goals, those weekly goals, those workouts that you wanted to do, whether they're two workouts, three workouts, five workouts a week. And you've been doing those consistently for eight weeks, whereas previous to that, you were doing nothing. That is huge progress, huge, huge progress. If you can progress to the point where you've been consistent with something for eight, 10, 12 weeks, six months, whatever it is, that is amazing progress. And that's something that I feel like a lot of people forget about is how consistent they've been. I've had clients where they're like, I'm frustrated because of X, Y, Z, and things aren't progressing as much as I want them to, or as fast as I want them to. But I'm like, dude, Look back at the past three months. You've been getting in your workouts twice a week, three times a week, whatever it is, for three months in a row. A year ago, you couldn't say that. That is huge progress. That's badass. Like, let's go. And that's something that a lot of us forget. So if you've been struggling with your consistency and that's a goal that you want to work on, go back and listen to my previous episode about consistency. I think I'm pretty sure it was episode number three. And 
there is, you know, I give some tips in there about how to stay more consistent, what you can do and what consistency looks like. So go and take a listen to that episode after you finish listening to this one, of course. Okay, moving on. We're halfway there. Number five, performance goals, personal bests, strength gains, all kind of just lumped into one. And so this is one of my favorite measures of progress because it has absolutely nothing to do with weight loss or fat loss whatsoever. So performance goals, personal best, strength gains, whatever it is, when you go and you pick or make yourself a performance goal, my favorite part of it is that it has absolutely nothing to do with your size. It has nothing to do with how fat you are, how skinny you are, how much fat you want to lose, how much weight you want to gain, whatever. It's completely just related to and dependent on how you are working in the gym. So it could be anything. I mean, it could be something as simple as I want to improve my form. I want to be able to do a deadlift without rounding my back. I want to be able to do a pull-up. I want to do a push-up on my toes. I want a new run or swim time or distance goal, whatever it is. All that matters is when you're working towards these goals, it shows that you're putting in the work to improve your fitness and work towards that goal. And nobody can take that goal away from you. If you've accomplished a 300 pound deadlift or you can do a pull up finally, that is a goal that nobody can take away from you. You did it. You achieved that. And my favorite part about it is people will set that goal. I want to hit that pull up. Okay. I got my pull up, my one pull up. Now I want to do five. Now I want to do 10. Now I want to do three sets of 10. And I love that goal. I love goals like this because they can progress. I, you know, hit my one times body weight deadlift. Okay. Now I want to do 1.5 times body weight deadlift. Now I want to do two times my body weight deadlift. And it progresses from there. Same thing with my clients who are runners. They run their marathon. Okay. I want to beat last year's time. Okay. I want to beat, you know, I want to do better than my, I want to improve my, um, my kilometer run, whatever it is, setting a performance goal helps you to focus on your workouts and it takes the stress away from so much focus on the scale and fat loss and weight loss. When you're setting performance goals, you're focusing on your workouts and that forces you to not only be more consistent with your workouts, but it also forces you to put in the work for that goal. And it's something that you will see the progress go, or you'll see the progress as you go along. I was just talking to a client today. She really wants to hit a pull-up. So we talked about, let's we talked about some strategies and I said, over time, you'll notice you're going to get closer to that pull-up. You'll be able to just hang from a dead hang from the bar for a little bit longer. Then you'll be able to move your shoulders, put your shoulders in your pocket. Then you might be able to bend your arms just a tiny bit. Then eventually you're going to get halfway up. Then eventually you're going to get all the way up. And then you're going to be able to do two and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's that there's these goal posts along the way, and it gives her a reason to keep coming back to her workouts because she really wants to achieve this goal of this getting a pull-up, which I think is a great goal. It's a hard thing to do. It's challenging her, but it's also keeping her consistent and bringing her back every single time. So 
setting yourself a performance goal. And the other thing that goes along with this is also tracking your workouts. This forces you to track how your workouts have been going because you're working towards something. So if you give yourself something to work towards, track your workouts so you can see your progress over time. So you can see, okay, last week I deadlifted X amount. Maybe this week I can get one more rep out of that. Or last week I was able to do half a pushup. Maybe this week I'll try to do a full one. Last week I was able to do my 5k in 30 minutes. Maybe in the next couple of weeks, I'll be able to do 27 minutes, something like that, where you're tracking your workouts all the time. So you can see the progress as you go along. Don't just go into it blindly without tracking your workouts, track your progress as you go. Number six is kind of another one where I'm lumping a few things into one. We've got energy, mood, and sleep improvements. So these are signs of progress that nobody thinks about. Nobody thinks about how their sleep is going to improve, why they suddenly are feeling less cranky and stressed and why they feel like they have more energy. But these are significant quality of life improvements that come along with being more consistent for your workouts and nutrition and achieving goals over time. So these are really important things to think about is reflecting on how you've been feeling, how you've been sleeping, how your energy levels are. Can you chase after your toddlers a little bit easier than you could last week? Can you keep up with them? Are you actually getting good quality sleep now in comparison to a month ago because you're expending energy during the day? So the one thing that you can do to help notice these improvements over time, improvements with your mood and your energy and your sleep, et cetera, is journaling a little bit tracking or even just writing little notes in your planner or your calendar or whatever. I've used kind of like diary apps before. Those were good. Um, anything that you can do where you can just kind of jot down some, how have I been feeling lately? How's my energy levels? Do I feel like I've been sleeping well? What has my sleep been looking like? And it just helps to really track these things over time. So you can see, okay, yeah, I've been super consistent with my workouts for the last little while and I'm sleeping better. I've been more consistent with my workouts for the last little while and I feel better. I have been focusing on my nutrition, um, and making some changes and my relationship with food is improving. All of these things are huge when it comes to progress, but we don't think about. And then usually in relation to these things, you'll find your stress levels will go down. You will feel better. We all know that exercise can help with depression and anxiety. I'm not going to say cure because that doesn't happen, but it can help alleviate, um, mood swings and depression symptoms and things like that. So definitely track your mood, track your sleep and see how it improves over time. Number seven is an improved relationship with food. So whether you've struggled with binge eating, stress eating, uh, eating disorder tendencies, or you're just never really sure of what or when or how to eat, watching your relationship with food change over time and making or measure seeing that progress is huge. And it's definitely something that I've experienced with clients where they've said, you know, my relationship with food is better. I don't emotional eat like I used to. I don't get stressed and then binge on KFC and pizza like I used to, or it's less frequent than it used to be. Um, if you've ever dealt with 
eating disorders and you're finding over time, okay, your relationship with food is getting better and you've been getting help and that's been improving. That's huge progress. Relationship with foods are so complicated and so many different feelings surrounding food and stuff like that, that if you're working on your relationship with food and over time it's improving and getting better and you're eating better for your health and wellness, as well as you're not leaning back to old tendencies like binge eating or stress eating. That is a gigantic measure of progress that we don't think about. I've had clients where they, yeah, they get better with stress eating. They get better with emotional eating over time and they forget how huge that progress is because that was something that prior to this was really hard struggle to get through and work through. So something to really think about that again, journaling helps a lot with this, seeing how your nutrition is over time, how you feel around food, how it makes you feel, how you've been eating and the effect that it has on your mental well-being. track and journal those things. And you'll notice over time that relationship changing. Number eight is less pain. So if you, a lot of my clients have come to me and they will say, you know, I have joint pain. I have back pain. I sit at a desk for a living. So my hips hurt, my back hurts, everything's tight. And over time with working out, increasing strength, increasing mobility, just getting themselves moving more, they start to feel better physically. And Weight training and activity in general can help with prevention of arthritis, keep joints healthy. It can also help strengthen proper muscles so you have better posture and you move better, less chances of injury because you're stronger and you move better. Things, that, again, that people don't think about. And I've had a client recently where he was having, uh, used to have like a lot of back pain uh, because he sat at a desk for a living and that he worked all day and then he used to be trying to play with his kids and stuff like that. And he'd say that my back would hurt. So through strength training and getting him moving and more mobile, he's less painful. He can play with his kids more, have better energy and all these things. And he said to me, to him, that was the biggest form of progress was because he can go and play with his kids and not have a sore back afterwards. And we don't really think about it when we're young and we're 20 and whatever, but as we get older, this is going to come up. And I've even had clients where they're overweight and because they're overweight, they say like, my knees hurt because I'm overweight. And then over time they lose some body fat, they get stronger, all these things. And they go, my knees don't hurt anymore. It's because there's less pressure on that joint. So definitely this is another one that you've really, really huge form of progress that not a lot of people think about is helping with pain and discomfort, helping with arthritis symptoms, getting yourself stronger, moving better, just feeling better overall. And again, a huge impact on quality of life. If you're not painful, you can move more, you can move better, and you're going to want to move more because it doesn't hurt anymore. Number nine is, this one's kind of grouped in, again, grouped into one. It's a few different things grouped into one, but medical markers improving. So this can include your blood pressure, blood sugars, cholesterol levels, all starting to improve and look better over time. Again, it's really 
sub, what I like about it is that this is very objective. These numbers, this blood work, your blood pressure when you go to the doctor, all of these things changing and improving over time, they're very objective. These numbers are changing. These numbers are improving. And that is a huge, huge marker of progress, especially if you have blood pressure issues, blood sugar problems, cholesterol issues. If you're noticing these numbers improving over time, that means you are getting healthier. You're getting healthier. If your blood pressure was high and you've started working out and you've made some changes and now your blood pressure is in the normal level, that is huge, huge quality of life, quantity of life changes that we don't really think about. And it's not just great that you're achieving, you know, all of these things, but again, it's going to impact your health in such a positive way. So getting those blood, those, um, medical markers checked, getting your blood pressure checked over time, getting blood work done over time to see how these things are improving so that you can know that you're on the right track and that you are making progress. Last but not least, number 10, your everyday life is better or easier. You are able to be active with your family. You want to go and do activities. You're less painful. You can move around easier. You can carry your groceries in all in one shot by yourself. You can move your furniture around your house without really a ton of help or any help whatsoever. All of these things really just come down to your everyday life is easier and better and more enjoyable. Your quality of life is better now. And that was one thing that I noticed when I first started lifting weights and focusing on my fitness was I felt like I enjoyed things more. I could go hiking and I enjoyed the hike and I was excited about it. And I could bring in my own groceries or help my husband with some physical labor or chores outside. And I could actually do it. We just recently moved and moving a bunch of our shit, just my husband and I, I was able to help him. We had to move our, uh, two deep freezes that were, and I didn't want to empty out the meat that was in the deep freezes. So we just deadlifted those babies and moved them. And I said, I was like, it's, a you know, I'm thankful for all of these years of deadlifting and lifting weights and stuff like that. So I was strong enough to help my husband to do that. And to me, those types of things are also a huge measure of progress. I've had clients where they have gotten stronger and they said to me, you know, I went to Costco over the weekend and I could pack all the Costco shit in the car by myself, whereas normally I would have to get my husband to help me. Um, and just little things like that can, again, just make a huge difference on your quality of life and how you approach things and your energy and your mood towards things, your stress levels. Everyday life being easier, huge progress. And the best way to know if you're making progress that way would be to journal and just keep track of these types of things. Journal all the time, how you're feeling, even just some quick notes at the end of your workout. Had a good day today. Workout wasn't the best today. I'm stressed this week. I'm not stressed this week. I notice I'm feeling better about X, Y, Z. Just like little notes like that, that you can go back and refer to is so good to really keep perspective on how you're progressing throughout your journey. So there you have it. 10 signs of progress that have absolutely nothing to do with the scale that show significant progress and improvement throughout your fitness journey.
And again, I want to reiterate, it's not that the scale is bad, but oftentimes other markers of progress are neglected when we put too much emphasis on the scale. And I would much rather you use 11 to 12 different tools of measuring your progress. And sure, the scale can be one of them, but also knowing that the scale and all the other measures of progress are equal. Not one is better than the other. You know, I don't want you to see, oh, okay, my progress photos are changing and my measurements look better and I'm more energized and I'm feeling happier, but oh, the scale's not moving. That means nothing's happening. It's like, no, something's happening because look, I'm improving in like three to four different areas. And just because one thing isn't improving just yet, not that big of a deal because I'm seeing all this progress in all these other places. So it's really something to think about. The biggest takeaways that I want you to have from today is take progress photos every four weeks. Just do it. Just do it. For love of God, just do it. Don't argue with me about it. Just do it. Next one is take measurements every two to four weeks or every four to six weeks is also fine. Journal or write notes on how you're feeling, your energy, your mood, your sleep, how everything, anything that you can think of. Track your workouts. Every single workout that you do, track what weights did you use? What reps did you use? What are you doing to get towards your performance goal? And the last one is set performance goals. I want you to find something that you want to work for in your workouts. Even if it's just, I want to walk for 10 minutes. I want to go up a flight of stairs without feeling like I'm going to die at the top. That's a performance goal. That's something to work towards. And work on that and measure your progress for that. So that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share with your friends and family on social media. And if you share on social media, free, feel free to tag me. Also, if you really like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review to help increase my visibility so that other people can also find the podcast. For coaching, training, programs, questions, anything like that, head to my website, www.fitlikeagirl.ca, and you can find out all my information about my coaching and training options there. Lastly, you can follow me on social media. I will post the links to my Instagram in the show notes. I am on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I am on Facebook, not as much, but I am on Facebook. I am even on YouTube. So pretty much I'll post the link to my Instagram and you can find me pretty much anywhere else from there. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, take care, fam.